This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. This is Jasmine, your host. I am glad to have and honored to have Corey Pinnegar. I hopefully I'm pronouncing your last name correctly on the podcast today. Uh, Corey and I have not met in person, just virtually. Uh, we intru- were introduced through basically, I think, the Nifty Thrifty. I don't know where you may have found the information for um beyond the profi or anything like that, but we were introduced that way. And I feel that his experience and what he has to share with you today is definitely what listeners need to hear, especially with trying to obtain career satisfaction. So thank you, Corey, for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. It's actually a pleasure to be on and it's a pleasure to be with everyone today. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I love the fact that you were very transparent when we had a business conference call. And I appreciated how kind you were when I first spoke to you. Um, a lot of people don't do the small talk, um, which actually I don't really like the small talk. That <laughs> As an introvert, I'm just like, can you cut to the chase? But it was very, very nice. It was very nice and pleasant, very unusual in a business call. And then you told me how old you were. And I said, wow. So I'm impressed. I am 24 years old. Yes. Yes. And age is nothing but a number. I don't know if you know Aaliyah, um, but age is nothing but a number. When it comes to having the right mindset, you've got to have that mindset with achieving any type of professional freedom. So Tell me how you have the courage to reach out in your career with, in some people's opinion, the limited amount of experience age-wise. No. Why? That's a great question, first of all. Um, a lot of the time, first of all, age is just a number, but I am getting gray hair and I'm 24 years old. So <laughs> The the number should probably increase based on the number of gray hairs that I currently have. (laughs) By how much? By how much? Oh, I'm finding new ones to pluck every day. I'm currently just handling them as I see them. Okay. (laughs) It's the most important task of my life right now. Um, Because I think a lot of the time, so this happened when, uh, so I took over call force about a year and a half ago. And I remember in some of the first meetings that we went into, you know, I'd, I'd walk in the room and they'd go, Oh, is Corey coming after you? And I, and I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm Corey. And they'd go, Oh, you're a spring chicken. <laughs> and at first I was like, Oh, we are never going to be successful because of my age. But then I've started to realize that no one cares. People find it fascinating. People find it interesting. People want to hear your story. People only care on the value that you can give them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you're 19 or 59 or 89. It doesn't matter. It legitimately doesn't. But if people hear that your company does good, People hear that your company treats their customers correct and that you add the value that you say you will. People do not and will not care. 
And so now when I reach out to people, I can own it before I was like, Oh, how do I make my Facebook profile picture and LinkedIn look older and (laughs) you know, this and that. And now I'm me and that, and the team around us is what allows call force to be successful. If we faked who we were, we wouldn't be successful. But if we own who we are and we say, these are our given talents, let's put them together and let's make an awesome product and an awesome service, you'll drive success. But if you mask who you are and try to be older or more this or more that, it doesn't work. It legitimately doesn't. And that's why I think at Call Force, we've had astounding success recently because we own who we are as a company. We own our faults because guess what? As a company, we are far from imperfect, but we also own the immense value that we can bring to people's plates. Absolutely. Oh, Oh my goodness. If I can clap and dance without disrupting everything that's in front of me, I would. Um, I, I love your, I love your passion. I love your passion. And the number one thing that I feel that will make a business successful or make you successful on whatever path you choose is being authentically who you are. And being okay with that, being comfortable with that, and then delivering quality consistently. And it's okay to start off and not know what the heck you're doing. I mean, I certainly did it. If you look at my videos like before, and even now I hate live videos, but the videos that I was doing beforehand and my website before I started, I mean, well, initially started, I mean, it's evolved. And I I try to keep doing better. (laughs) You should see the first Call Force website. I wouldn't even dare share that for any amount of money. I mean, (laughs) I think a lot of the time people look at companies who are successful and they're like, wow, they really, they really, they really figured it out. And so this is way off topic, but it will tie in completely. I attended a funeral the other day of uh, John M. Huntsman, who founded Huntsman Chemical and was worth a couple billion dollars when he passed away. And his son got up there and he said, I was sitting in a board meeting the other day and someone said, everything John Huntsman did turned to gold. Mm. And his son sat there and he's like, That is the farthest thing from the truth. The guy owned tire making factories, shoe companies, restaurants, car washes, and two of the 60, two of the hundred things he touched were successful. Mm -hmm. And so guess what? I was just peering back in my email for a second. And when call force started, we would literally play the shotgun shell game of like, okay, if we shoot enough bullets into the sky, eventually a bird's going to come down. (laughs) And that's how we started. And like now every day is a successful day for us. But at the beginning, we had no clue what we were doing. But we knew if we worked hard enough that we'd find something. And as soon as we got our first one, we got a little better and we could find the second bird in the sky and the third and the fourth. And now we know what we're doing. But anyone who thinks that like I woke up or anyone wakes up in the morning and it's like, this is how you found a company. We have made so many more mistakes than so many things right. But allowing to pick ourselves up off the ground is what's made us successful. Yes. Oh, love it. All right, Corey, tell them, tell the listeners what exactly is Cole Force and what is your role with that? Yeah. Why is it such a big deal? So we are a dental solution company only. So we don't do anything outside of dental. And primarily what we do is recall for overdue hygiene patients. 
And the value behind that is we're getting overdue people in front of the doctors and the hygienists eyes. And truthfully, not to get too nerdy, but like recalls can be really hard for offices and it gets put on the back burner. But just to share an example of the value of it, just one that comes to mind is we had a practice join us about eight and a half months ago. And over those eight and a half months, we've scheduled 329 overdue patients for them. And they use dental Intel to track their results. And from those 329 patients, which they paid us a little over $8,000 for, they generated $192,716 worth of revenue. So yeah, we fill hygiene seats, but that's actually not our primary goal as a company. Our primary goal is to get patients in front of the dentist who need additional work. So we're caring for the community, people who probably wouldn't see the dentist, but we're also increasing the production of the hygienist and the dentist. And that's our real goal as a company is to skyrocket production with the gold that's in the back of your room. Because we live in a world where in dentistry, we talk new patients, new patients, new patients. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But we've got so many overdue patients who are worth just the same. Yes. Yes. I love that. And through a couple simple calls, we can schedule those or the office can schedule those. It isn't about us doing the work. It's about it happening so we can get these people in for their profies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that is our goal as call forces to drive success for the hygienist and the dentist. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what is your current role with that? What is your role in the company? All right. So with that explanation and letting the listeners know, you made a decision a year and a half ago to become the CEO of Cold Force. Why did you embark on something different like this and taking on such a big role? What prepared you for that? (laughs) Nothing has prepared me for it. I will tell you that. (laughs) There's nothing, there is nothing, there is no secret shake to the morning. It's called getting out of bed and getting to work is the only thing that gets you ready. I love um, that. That's yeah, there, exactly there is, where I'm going. No, there, is, there is no secret sauce, but truthfully, it's not for the money. It's not for the accolade. It really isn't. It's because I love it. And legitimately, I do. Because every day we get to go in and there's a different problem. And we get the opportunity to figure out how to solve that and to make our product better. Mm-hmm. And for that, it's addicting. Yes, yes. And and I, I love, and I ask you that question for a reason. Because so many people are at a standstill. They don't know whether to go left or right. Or so many people may say, until I do this, or until I have this experience, or until I obtain whatever it is I need to obtain, then I'll go in this direction, or then I'll achieve that goal. And sometimes you just got to go. You just got to get to work and figure it out. You know, uh-huh. you just got to get to work and figure it out. And so when I decided to start Beyond the Profi, it was literally me reading this book called Motivation Manifesto from Brendan Bouchard. And getting past some of the fears and doubts I had and just start the business. And I said, you know what? I'll figure it out on my own. And sooner than later, at some point, I'll figure out exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. There is no secret sauce. The people that are finding career satisfaction, they just make a decision to take action. That's it. I love that. There's nothing else. And it's painful some days, but Mm -hmm. it is so worth it. If it, it wouldn't be so worth if it didn't hurt. 
Absolutely. And you've got to love what you do. You have to love what you do. So how did you find your why? In terms of why I want to work for CallForce or why, what do you mean by that? So what I mean is, is that you say that you love what you do. How did you find that? Because essentially finding your why is finding your passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it comes from that book. It starts with why, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I, I think I'm passionate because I love taking something that isn't perfect and having the opportunity to make it better. Like call force is far from a perfect company, but when we took it over, we, the company actually has been around or the service has been around for 10 years. And when we took it over, there's a little dust on it to say the least. There's some cracks in our porcelain. And that's what's made it fun. Mm -hmm. And so the, the fun for me is saying, you know what, we can make this better. And that's the joy of looking back and saying, look, like our customer's satisfaction is happier. Our results are better. Our employees are happier. And that's what makes it worth it. Like 24 and I don't have kids, but sometimes I can feel like, well, I can't, but I, I imagine that I can feel like a dad because my happiness doesn't come from me. It actually comes from other people. When I see people happy at call force because of the success, I say, this is totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I, I tell you it being an entrepreneur and you've probably have heard this a lot, um, and making that decision to have something that's your own is like a mental roller coaster. There's days where you absolutely hate it. Where, and that means that some of the challenges that occur, not the work so much or what you're doing, but the challenges that just start uh, almost feels like it's like an avalanche and then it lightens up. <laughs> and then it lights and lights up or you get a review like you just said or something finally works out that you've been working on forever and you're like I love what I'm doing. Yep. It's, then, it's the one out of 10 days that makes it worth it. Right. Exactly. And and so many people, I feel like so many hygienists are are afraid of that. They're afraid of that challenge, but I honestly believe you cannot get to your to your professional freedom or any form of greatness because I personally believe everyone has greatness within them unless you deal with challenges. Challenges are going to come. That's life. So no, how, I, how are you going to prepare to get ready for that? There, there is nothing that you can do to, to get ready. But I think satisfaction in the workplace, which you initially opened up with within the, um, with a podcast with, is found within. I think sometimes we all do this. We box ourselves within. And it can be a hygienist saying, okay, I'm going to stick to what I do and I'm going to do it best. And it can be me saying, okay, this is my role. And what taught me to break those norms, not because I was smarter than anyone else is. So I actually got into the dental industry, the dental software industry about two and a half years ago. And I was just working and then I got a call late one night and it was someone saying, Hey, weave communications needs to hire someone to clean out a back closet, just like a temp thing, 100%. And I was like, Oh, I'd love side cash, more shoes, more this, more that. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, I'll take it. And so I went and they offered just a small set amount of money to clean out this closet. And let me tell you, it is not your average closet. That thing had more things in it than you could ever imagine. I hate that closet still to this day. <laughs> Can you tell oh, me? It was all of their VoIP phones. So oh. we communication provides. So when customers would return their merchandise, it went into this room. 
and there was every phone and every cord under the sun in there. And my job was to organize it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I started with that and it was just a, a flat pay job. And from there they said, Hey, why don't you come work for us part time? And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, I love it. And I then started to notice things. I said, you know what? We have all these VoIP phones sitting around and VoIP phones are expensive and customers return them sometimes in impeccable condition. So what are things that we can do to get the value out of these phones instead of just letting them sit in a room and collect dust? Mm -hmm. And so then we started looking at ways that we could improve our return on the phones and letting, instead of letting hundreds and thousands of phones just sit there. And so over time we were able to start saving hundreds of thousands of dollars per month. Now my initial job was to clean the closet But then I started to suggest things and said, you know what? I don't expect anyone else to take the risk, but if you will let me implement this, I think there's some value. And from there, that is where I feel like I started to gain success and traction within the workplace because I was willing to suggest things that made the product or the service or the company better. And from there, that's when I started to gain trust and that's when I got more opportunity. And so sometimes we have our box that we're within and we can do the best within the box, but we know that there's better things for the company. And sometimes voicing those opinions and not saying we need to do this or this is not how it needs to run, but this could be a suggestion and I'm willing to implement it to show the value. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, I think, what started to drive success. And from there, I was able to do this and then I was able to work on the entire return department and continue to go up operations since then. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I have any secret sauce or I'm smarter than anyone else. I'm, that is the farthest thing from true. But it's because I was willing to bring additional value that was a little outside my, vo- outside my box that only improved to the company. And I think when we all say, you know what? I'm an entrepreneur within my own sphere. I'm a hygienist, but I'm an entrepreneur. How can I make my office better? How can we be more efficient? How can we get patients back in? Mm -hmm. Then you begin to gain satisfaction because you're doing and implementing amazing things and seeing the success. Yes. Yes. I love that. I mean, that's the whole concept behind beyond the profi. It's if you some some hygienists feel when they hear beyond the profi, they're thinking, oh, this is a push to get me out of clinical care. No, it's really for you to think outside of the box to provide the best patients into care or even to create another opportunity for yourself. And I love the fact that you said, you know, you need to get your voice out there, take risk. What I have found with hygienists and for me personally, beginning my career was sometimes you were afraid to speak because you felt inadequate because you just had an associate's degree or you just have a bachelor's degree and you're surrounded by the doctor and this and that. And that what we need to realize is that all of us bring value. Every single Mm -hmm. one of us bring value and you have to take that risk to get your voice out there. And look what happened. Absolutely. That is so true. So the crazy thing is, guys, I don't even have a degree yet. Work is so busy (laughs) that I go to school part time early in in the morning or online class because that is all that I have. Yeah. And then working 60 60 hours plus per week is what I have with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? 
if you let your own thoughts continue, you're contained. Yes. But no one has ever asked me in any meeting that I've gone to, oh, have you graduated? Oh, yes. you haven't. Okay, well, we're going to have to end this. Yes, absolutely. No, no one cares. People care about your service. People care about your value. And if you do that, no one will ever care. Yes, yes. I love that. One of the, one of the I don't know if you've ever heard of Les Brown, but I love him. And that was one of the things that held him back for 14 years, being a speaker, was the fact that he didn't have a degree. And so, yes, I do. Now, listeners, I just want to piggyback and just say, I believe in advanced education as a dental professional. But what I what the key point that I'm trying to stress here is don't let that hold you back. There's no reason why a degree or anything could hold you back from creating an opportunity for yourself or finding career satisfaction. And I want to back that up too. I am finishing my degree. There is value in higher education. Yes. 100%. And I'm not pushing mine off either. Education is beyond important and yeah. it adds value to the workplace 100%. Yeah. But it also doesn't contain us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's only I, a stepping stone, but it is not a jail cell. Excellent. I love that. I love that. Um, that's exactly what why I'm in grad school. I'll be graduating in May. I can't wait to be done. Um, Thank you. Thank you. All right. I don't know if you ever heard this speech by Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he said, uh, there is no self-made man. And the reason for that is every single one of us, when we're ever, we're building anything, you need a team. So how do you, how did you find your right team or, and sometimes that team could be someone that gives you that little bit of motivation or mentorship or advocates for you. How did you find that team to help you be able to build what you've built for yourself? No, great question. So first of all, the best hiring advice or team advice I've ever heard is only hire people smarter or better than you. And I really believe that that's what call force has made successful. If you think for one second that you're the best and you need to find people to support you on your pillar or carry you on your couch, you will tumble off to the ground. (laughs) And so for me, it's just been, you know, finding people who have the same culture and the same values that value transparency, that value creativity, that And if they don't fit our values as a company, it's not right. Even if they're the world's best at that. But if we're one team and we're on one page, we're really successful. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've noticed when we hire the right team members that get along, that work well together, and that we have a cohesive environment and it's really successful. And it's the concept of work is about helping other people and getting helped up. Mm -hmm. Like I am far, far from good at so many things. But we've found people who have great attention to detail on other things and have great customer service ability. And that's what makes CallForce successful. CallForce is never and has never and never will be successful because of me. It will only be successful because of the team. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. All right. Here are the last two questions. <laughs> what was the last book that you read? The last book that I read? Do I tell you my school one? No, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> you could if that really no, is the last I, I book you read. I don't think you want to know about art history because I don't either. <laughs> um, 
the last book that I've read, I've read Shoe Dog. I don't know which one's last. I'm not, I'm not great at consistently reading books. I read a lot of like Forbes articles, entrepreneurship articles, so on and so forth. Start With Why is a great book as well, but specifically, I don't remember the last one. I'm more pick at books instead of uh, read the whole thing, which is something I need to get better at. Yeah, I've been reading. I no longer can actually sit with a physical book. I am reading all of my books now through Audible. It's just it was nearly impossible. I would read like one or two pages, put Mm -hmm. it down and never get back to it. So I definitely read through Audible, but I understand with schools, you'll read more when school is over. (laughs) And the thing that I thoroughly enjoy, I spend a lot of time driving and listening to podcasts is one of my big passions. And so I've listen to a lot of different podcasts. I love entrepreneurship based podcasts because it shows the failure that comes endlessly before success. Yes. Yes. So I'll rephrase the question. What was the last podcast you listened to? Um, it is called, let me pull it up how I built this. And it was with the founder of Crate and Barrel. And what I found so interesting about it is obviously we're all familiar with Crate and Barrel Mm -hmm. and they're a huge retail company. And what I admired so much is he started this store with very limited knowledge and he mispriced half of his items for the first year or two years below price. (laughs) And we look at Crate and Barrel and we're like, oh, the guy must have had his head on so straight and he would have been... He would have had his business numbers down to be successful. He mispriced half of his inventory. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, that's like, oh, thank goodness. Wow. If he, I haven't done something that dumb yet. Knock yeah. on wood. Yeah. But th- that's why I admire podcasts like How I Built This, because you listen to all these mega successful people and you're like, wait, you're just like anyone else. You just got off the ground more than other people. You picked yourself back up. Yeah, yeah. You remind me so much of this guy on, um, I'm going to pull it up right now. You, oh my gosh, Brandon T. Adams. I told you that over the phone. Let me talk. Let me see. Hold on. What is the name of his podcast? Um, Live to Grind. Uh huh. You remind me so much of him. (laughs) It's so funny. But anyway, that's, that's one that I recommend Live to Grind. That's an entrepreneur one. And he talks a little bit about the age factor. Um, Because he's a young entrepreneur. So my last question to you is, what was the best career advice you've ever been given? So I went to a conference. This one has been ingrained within my soul. I went to a conference two years ago and Magic Johnson, the ex-basketball player, spoke. And he said, um, let me get the words right because I always mess it up. He talked about never oversell your product, but over deliver your product. Never over promise, always over deliver. Never, never over promise, always over deliver. Mm. And that's the thing. I think with anything that we do, we need to set expectations and to be transparent. And sometimes we want to promise someone we can get something done in two days. But if I promise them I can get it done in five and I can get it done in three or four, it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a company and as a human being, we want to promise and we want to be the best and we want to have success. But setting expectations for ourselves and for our customers and for our loved ones of what we can doing and then exceeding those expectations delivers well. Whether yes. it be hygiene or as a dentist office or whatever, delivering well comes from expectations and transparency. 
Yeah, I, that's that is so powerful. The first word that I thought of um, is integrity, because that all falls within that. People start losing faith in you if you don't stick with what you've said. And your that word, is so your, important. Your word is what you have. And uh, sometimes you want to do more than your word, but you can you, you can't always do that. And when you spread yourself too thin, you can implode. And so setting expectations for yourselves and those around you just is really valuable. And then you can over deliver right under promise, under promise and over deliver is the exact words. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Corey. This was such a fantastic episode. Um, where can listeners find you find information about call force, um, getting that into the, um, office because what I really appreciate about call force is that they're not this is not a text messaging system this is live people calling your patients and people want that they want that familiarity they want to be able to feel like they're talking to someone and that that they're um, being valued to that degree so how can people find out more about your your business your company yeah, no great question so people can go to getcallforce.com G-E-T-C-A-L-L-F-O-R-C-E.com. And if people really have questions, like I believe that, that we should all be accessible. So if people want to even reach me directly, my direct office line is 801-901-3816. And people can reach me at Corey at getcallforce.com. And we're just willing to help offices and people in any way that we possibly can, because we believe karma always pays back. Absolutely. Oh, this is I'm so happy you came on. I really am happy. Uh, the pearls that we discuss in here, it's its like fire. Okay. Oh, I am well, so pumped. <laughs> thank you. I've, re- I've really enjoyed it. <laughs>